Welcome to the Kitchen Island Podcast. Tommy, the Mighty Reds win at the Emirates. What a relief. What a game. Um, you know what? I'm pretty, Tommy, I'm pretty sure more, you know, maybe I'm talking too much, but I'm pretty sure maybe more people watch this game than the, champ- the two Champions League games today. What, what do you think, Tommy? Quite possibly. I mean, I mean, Lille versus Chelsea was a do- pretty much a you know a done deal. You know, Chelsea yeah. was going to beat Lille. Well, Juventus and um, Villarreal don't exactly have the world's biggest following, especially in North America. So definitely in the English speaking world, I think that Arsenal versus Liverpool was the most watched game of the day. True, absolutely. Kippers, welcome, welcome to an episode of the Kitchen Island Podcast. You know how this works. This time it's me and Tommy. Kiana might join us, might not. Uh, but if you does, we'll welcome her in a bit. But it's the two OG boys. Uh, we're going to talk the Liverpool-Arsenal game. And we're going to have a quick look at uh, the Champions League and how the quarterfinals. Uh, who's, who made it to the quarterfinals, essentially, Tommy? Yeah. All right, all right. Let's start with Liverpool. Listen, um, we talked about it off air. Um, but Liverpool... At the, at the start of the year, uh, the calendar year, they were, uh, I think, about 11 points behind City. Um, it's People are saying, you know, City has it wrapped up, uh, City title, Pep does it once again, so on and so forth. Um, but Liverpool kept winning, kept winning matches. Um, City have dropped a couple of points, and now Liverpool are one point behind uh, Manchester City going into the last six games, Tommy? Uh, uh, nine games. Nine games, Jesus, nine games. Um, so, wow, what, what, a, what a league, what a, what a year it's turning out to be. Uh, but let's tackle the matter at hand. Let's talk about uh, Liverpool 2, Arsenal 0. Um, Tommy, uh, let, let's, talk, let's look at the lineup first. Let's get into it. Um, no surprises with the lineup, generally speaking. Maybe uh, there could have been a shout for um, Kate ahead of Henderson, but I think Henderson is 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 Klopp's man when it comes to, to most games, actually, most most secure games. I don't know, go-to. Uh, given the sort of fitness and the rotation required, I really, there, I, there was no surprise for me in the lineup. Um, I, you know, it's a, big, it's a big game, so you want that veteran presence uh, like Henderson in there. And up front, you want to go with the healthiest front three you had. So that was Mane, Jota, and Diaz. And, you know, I saw, I was happy to see Firmino and Salah on, off, on the bench um, because that means they're coming back because we've got a lot of games coming up. We do. Really important games, too. Um, yeah, I echo exactly your, your sentiments. Uh, again, with Salah making the bench after last week's injury was a definite, definite positive thing. And Firmino's been out for, for so well. So long has it been? I can't really. Um, he'd missed the, the last seven games. Yeah, shit, eh? Oh, wow. Um, so seeing him on the bench also was was amazing. Um, but yeah, you know what? Arsenal on a high right now, in good form. Um, you know, I, I think, let's talk Arsenal a bit for a second. Because we did mention on, on this pod before how Arteta needs time. But we also mentioned that Arsenal should have gone with more uh, when, when Conte was available as well. Um, however, I will admit, though, that the team they had on paper was still good enough, Tommy. We, we had mentioned that. We said this team is still good enough, and whether or not they want to make it click and not 
go like not be that banter team where it's just like, well, Arsenal just pulled an Arsenal. You know what I mean? So um, I, I think they're coming around, Tommy. And there was a lot of positive things coming from from their camp. As much as we, particularly last season, we made fun of um, how they, they struggled. They're, they are doing things the right way. Um, they've got a lot of young talent, a lot of promise. We saw, I mean, guys like Martinelli, we got Bukayo Saka, guys a little bit older, like, you know, Cedric, you guys got, you have uh, Kieran Tierney, he's now 25. He's still ca- coming into his prime. Uh, and Ramsdale is only what, 24, something like that. This, this is a team with a lot of, up, a lot of years ahead of them. And I think that as much as it's a slow buildup, they are building it the right way. And I think that if they, as long as they can keep this core group of young players together, mm-hmm. I think that right. in a couple of years, they could, they could seriously be contenders. Yeah, I, I agree. And, we, and little, you know, little things are coming together as well. Little performances like uh, Granite Shaka. He wasn't that bad today. No, he, he, wasn't, actually played, he actually played yep. really well. He yep. was probably the best I'd seen Granite Shaka play in a while. Yep, I, I, I definitely agree. So it's really... We were looking at really an Arsenal team that was high on confidence, but Liverpool are in the same boat. Even when they don't play well, they they manage to 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 win games. So, I mean, it was no. Yes, it was at the Emirates, but I think uh, after this game, we reminded Arsenal that they still got some way to go, and that um, Liverpool is in their prime. They they are primed to to win, to compete, and and try to win everything uh, now. Um, that being said, I want to jump into the, the first half, uh, Tommy, because, um, listen, I, I was nervous. Arsenal played, played really well. Arsenal, had Arsenal had better end product in the first half, they would have gone in ahead, maybe even 2-0 ahead. Um, they got some really good positions. I thought Martinelli played really well. And, you know, as much as I love Trent, Trent Martinelli really had the, the, um, had the measure of him in the first half. He was able to get get around him. He you know, was scrambling a number of times because Martinelli's a really, really quick player, uh, but he's still a little bit raw on the finishing and on the end product. But it's a lot of that promising. I thought Saka, Bukayo Saka was in, got himself in some uh, good position. Odegaard played really, really well. Um, even Lacazette was able to, was getting in the right positions, but they just weren't able to get good shots on target. They, their end product was poor. It definitely, definitely Arsenal sat back a lot more. I think that was really good. They really crowded us out, out of the of the midfield uh, because like Hendo barely touched the ball. Thiago at first wasn't getting involved in the game. Uh, I mean, uh, Luis Diaz really, uh, they, they marshaled him well uh, as well. So um, I, I think it's a, the first half I saw it as a combination of uh, Liverpool not being able to settle and playing a little sloppy, but credit to Arsenal for that like pressing when they need to press, but then dropping like their, their formation, they were very disciplined. I must admit that. And I was looking, it was like the pocket of spaces are there, but like Jota really isn't that 9.5. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have that, that the Firmino role and for it's the Firmino that we needed really that, that kind of unlocked, bring out the, the center back a little more, you know, just make a little trouble in, in the pocket of spaces. But um yeah, Arsenal definitely made me nervous. But despite all that, Tommy, uh, we saw the stats. We saw everything. It was a little de- deceiving, too, because we actually had one shot on target, but they had any. So it was really those 50-50s and the midfield battles that they were just out-hustling us. It's, it's like they, they wanted a little more uh, for the first half. And Exactly. And I also want to point out that, you know, it's taken a little while, but 
we're now really seeing why Arsenal signed Thomas Partey. Yes, yes, Thomas Partey is really, really yep. into that role. And that is, Thomas, uh, Thomas Partey, he's the type of player that Arsenal have missed for yeah. so long. And it took him a while. He had a lot, a lot of injuries last season, but he's really, really growing into that role with this mm-hmm. Arsenal team. And he's really becoming a critical player. And he's making Granit Xhaka better around him. And yep. the way they do it with Odegaard playing as a, D, a 10 that drops in, that three, it sort, of become, it sort of shifts between a 4-3-3 and a 4-2-3-1 um, based on attack or defense. I think that really, really works well because like Odegaard has a lot of energy. Uh, Partey's a good ball winner and a good uh, deep-lying playmaker. Xhaka's also good, got a good box-to-box ability about him. So I think that Ted has unlocked a midfield mm. combination that's working for them mm. quite well. I'm glad you brought that up and we don't have to, what's the saying, toot our own horn. Like we, we spoke about Pauté and we said, this is a fantastic signing. We, we spoke about that. Um, but that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm thinking, it's like Partey has, and obviously we're, we're not, we're not gunners. We don't follow Arsenal in and out. Uh, but from what we saw, Partey, like you said, is taking some responsibility away from Granite Xhaka where he is more prone to make those fouls, more prone to make those bad decisions. And he's saying like, okay, be a little more attacking. You know what I mean? And that's when you, that's how he's able to, to, to play a little better. Mind you, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I was wrong about Granit Xhaka. And, and same thing. I, I assume same thing with you. He's still an average, an average footballer. Yeah. Okay. I, I will admit that. But you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll bring this up to me. Conte drink water kind of effect. Yeah. At, at Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, and it allows, and even and we've seen with a lot of other teams as well, where if you have a really, you know, good defensive midfielder and a, a defensive midfielder or the ball winning midfielder and a box to box midfielder, that's usually a good combination. So yes. they could talk with Leicester with Conte playing as in the ball winning role and um, uh, Drinkwater as a box to box role. We see that more with Partey and Jacka because Jacka mm-hmm. is better, more a box to box midfielder than a, a defensive midfielder. And we even saw that for a little while. We've seen that in the past with, you know, with, with Liverpool's midfield, where the team is much better with Fabinho in the midfield because guys like Henderson, who is naturally more of a box-to-box guy, can, can do that role. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, and oh, yeah, now you brought up, brought up sorry, uh, Odegaard. <laughs> I, I've said it so many times. I love Odegaard. You know, it sucks that... Um, I think, you know, I think we're well-rounded uh, supporters. And I think being able to appreciate, even though you're playing against him, being able to appreciate the way uh, Odegaard moves and the skills he has, I, I still rate him very high. Um, I think if he keeps on playing, he, you know, he, he could potentially become a, if he stays an Arsenal, Arsenal legend, you know what I mean? Like very, he's going to have a lot of influence on on the Arsenal uh, game. Same thing with Martinelli. But um, yeah, Odegaard's just, a, I, li- I like him. I like him. Um that being said, that being said, um, you know, just despite those waves of pressure and uh, all that, the boys uh, Liverpool did manage to um, kind of weigh, uh, ride that wave, you know, in, into halftime. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, exactly. Rode, rode it out into halftime and then really if, an example of proper regrouping um, mm-hmm. in the second half because Liverpool really came out flying yeah. in the second half. It's, you know, and we were talking about this in our group chat. I thought, man, for sure Klopp is going to make changes. For sure he will. Um, There's no way he doesn't see it like the same things we see, right? But, you know, he came out with the same uh, starting 11. And um, 
Tiago almost pulled the Gerard, eh, with the back pass. A Gerard, remember Gerard uh, for England? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, ooh, yeah. My goodness. That yeah. that was scary because I don't. I love Tiago so much that I don't want him to be uh, the source of any any form of meme, any form of like clowning. You know, I'm just like no. But um, you know what? Uh, he kept his head up. He kept his yeah. head up. He kept playing. I, I really. Really appreciate it. And, and they came into their own in, in the second half. Um, although the first, so, and, and I was kind of getting to that because of the first goal, right? Um, Tiago did provide that uh, that assist for, for Jota. Now, um, great pass, great run by Jota. The angle, though, can we talk about Ramsdale a little bit? You know, like. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, as much as I loved seeing a goal go in, um, Ramsdale should have had that. Absolutely. And the thing too is that I was talking to um, uh, Evan. I was talking to Evan, who's been on this pod before, our, our homie from Memphis, um, and he says Pickford and Ramsdale are the same goalie. They make the saves for the camera. Um, I agree, but the, at the same time, I mean, like you stop the way you stop, right? I, I don't know. But at the same time, um, I'm glad. No, I'm not glad. I, I, you know, I'm glad that I had that they, they scored, but um, you know, I, there's some weaknesses to Ramsdale game and this hype behind him, which I agree he's done better. He's doing better. He's doing well. But like I've seen on, on Twitter, people are including Ramsdale over Allison in the in the combined starting eleven, uh, Arsenal uh, Liverpool, right? So so this overhype that really pissed me off. So a performance like today and those little mistakes really brought i believe brought uh that hype down to earth and i was okay with that yeah i was okay I mean, but we, again aaron ramsell is 23 right wow he's, he's that young okay he, he's 23 he is growing with this team mm-hmm. and yeah he's gonna make mistakes he's 23 and for a goalkeeper that's still okay. pretty young so as he grows with the team he's gonna get better he has a lot of the fundamentals down he just makes mental mistakes sometimes yep. he gets his positioning a bit off but the thing, the mistakes he makes are things, are teachable things. Yeah, true. True. Absolutely. Um, full disclosure, I didn't know he was that young. That being said, uh, I just, you can have a go at the hype if people hype him up too much, even if they acknowledge the fact that he's young. You know, so you kind of did this to yourself kind of thing, right? Um, but listen, it was weird. Uh, Jota scores and Klopp doesn't change the way he saw the game and still pulled him. Still I was them. actually really disappointed that they hooked Jota. Mm-hmm. Not, I wasn't surprised that they kept, continued with the subs, but I thought that um, Mane and Diaz would come off if anybody's going to come off because yeah. I thought that Mane was struggling and Diaz he was he was running yeah. around but he wasn't getting not involved game. He wasn't yeah. he was running around but he wasn't playing well. He was making mistakes. He wasn't able to really get play his game. So he got Diaz went off, and I was expecting it to be Diaz and Mane going off, but they took Jota off right after he scored. Yeah, but but look, um, Jota now has thirteen goals. He is in second place for uh, uh, for the Golden Boot. So what, what's it called? The Golden Boot, no? The golden yeah. Boot, yeah, yeah. So uh, in the EPL, so that's uh, that's one there. Uh, Salah's still at twenty, and then we have a handful on uh, twelve, including Kane, uh, Mane, and Ronaldo. Um, but back to the game, um, the subs worked in, in my opinion, it was exactly what the game needed. Bobby fucking Fermino dropping into those little pocket space, 
being comfortable. Now, now this isn't hate on Jota. He is a certain type of number nine, certain type of forward that he's being covered. You know, whether he can play on the wing or, or, or down the middle, he's a certain type, but he has his limitations. Bobby, it, it, and I mean, Bobby is, that's why they call it the Bobby role, right? The, the Firmino role. He is better suited for what Klopp wants or what he's actually asking of Jota to a certain extent. You know, you're not going to ask Jota to drop into the middle of the park and pick up the ball, turn comfortably and make a good pass. You know, I mean, he just, yeah. he just doesn't have that in him. But when Bobby came on, he, he unlocked, he unlocked a lot, made things happen along with, with Salah. I mean, with Salah on the field, even if he's not playing his best, he's still a threat. People are, they're attracted to him because of the threat he has. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what you noticed, what happened was that when Firmino came on, Arsenal was no longer able to, their game plan was thrown out. They, they got thrown into disarray. And that's another problem with Arsenal is that they get thrown out off their game too easily. And that's, again, yeah. it's a product of the, of the, the youngness of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, they got thrown out of their game because Firmino was unlocking things and was really respond, responding to how Arsenal was, you know, yeah. doing really well. And Arsenal couldn't respond. And yeah, then Firmino got the second goal, thanks to, in large part, to brilliant hard work from Andy Robertson. Oof. I mean, as much Agreed. as you know, Firmino, a nice, cute little trick, you saw, you know, Robertson, he shot, got deflected, and he scurries right to the byline, keeps it in, and then comes in, skips past an Arsenal defender, plays an perfect low cross yeah. in, and then for Firmino to do his nice little uh, back heel to uh, pass Ramsdale. Um, you, you know what, Tommy? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because you look at that combination of this Liverpool team, the finesse, the, the, the tactical abilities of Thiago, the, the flair of Firmino, and you put Robertson on the wing, who is technically good, but also has that hustle, that, that, he, that drive to, to put his body on the line, to, to not give up on any balls. It's a, it's a perfect combination, Tommy. Absolutely. And it's when everyone's healthy and when the system's going, this is why Liverpool's, you know, has been unstoppable of late, yeah. is because everyone's doing their part. Everyone has, knows, knows their role. Everyone yeah. is contributing. And it's just great to see. Now we're on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight Premier League wins. Oof. I'm just counting Oof. them up yes. right now. And then if you add, you know, League Cup and all that, um, it's one heck of a one heck of a role. Yeah. And Allison and Anderson are tied 16 apiece when it comes to sh- uh, clean sheets. Yeah. And that's that's really nice. And you know what, too? After that goal, um, the, the Emirates kind of, you know, Jota kind of said, like, behave. You know what I mean? Like the, the Emirates kind of came down. You know what I mean? That I mean, uh, I, I think, and I it's hard to speak for for Arsenal supporters, but um, I think sometimes just like the team, they don't they're still working on their backbone. So once they get scored on, they're like, oh, it's over. You know, be I mean? just and again, I can't speak for all of them, but that's sometimes what I've seen sometimes. Um, I mean, you got the you got the prawn sandwich brigade and the clock end brigade, and when things are going well. The clock end folks are the loudest ones, but as soon as uh, things go wrong, then it's more prawn sandwich brigade. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, Tommy, so the second goal, like you said, was a great hustle. And from there, the, the boys saw it out. Um, I was hoping Salah would get a goal. Uh, goals will still come for him. I just really, I, I just, I want him to, to finish his top goal score. I mean, he's still, he, he still has a decent cushion and shows a lot of games to play. Um, but, um, 
yeah, yeah. Salah had some some good moments. Um, but uh, what's it called? I, I want to bring up Mane a bit too because yes, uh, he was he was out of it, but he did have a couple of moments where he hustled. Um, I remember top of the box, he had a nice little slide tackle to stop a shot. Um, just little things like that that um, that really helped. And yes, he was having one of those uh, Mane games where nothing was working out for him. Long touches, dispossess. Um, that through ball he had, he put it over the net. Um, just little things like that. It just wasn't working for him. It wasn't working, and I know he's frustrating stuff. But um, he still contributed. He still contributed to the like, defensively and little things here and there. So you know, it's. I guess at the end of the day, the we we spoke about this: the Diaz versus um, Mane sub, and um, but you know. I'm going to pause myself here, Tommy. Sorry, I'm going to kind of a little, little into right field here. Um, I think the game opened up for Diaz, though. Had he stayed on? What do you think? Like, the game started, I, I, I thought, this is where Diaz will thrive. But Diaz, when he's playing with Firmino on the pitch, he, is, he, that, he really thrives because he's a player who thrives on space. When he has space to maneuver, he's brilliant. But he's easily shut down when you don't have that space, that attention building space yeah. creating number nine, like Firmino. So he, in the first half, Arsenal were able to keep him quiet because they didn't give him room to, to be Diaz. Yeah, yeah I know that. That's true. Um, although he's really good at dribbling some small spaces too, but I totally get what you're saying. So and I thought maybe the game opened up after the goal. And I was like, oh, Diaz would have run into that pocket, would have run at you kind of thing. But you know what? Overall, uh, Klopp got, got his subs right. Um, Jones came on at the end there for Thiago, which was which was good to see him too. And uh, listen, Tommy, um, a massive, massive win for the Reds. I mean, what, what, a, what a huge, huge win. Well, especially, you know, especially given that City dropped points at Crystal Palace, yeah. uh, nil-nil draw on Monday. Yeah, now it's a one-point gap, and both teams have both teams have played the same number of games. Um, Liverpool do have a superior goal difference, plus fifty-five versus plus fifty for Man Man City. Uh, and in two game weeks' time, Premier League game weeks' time, it's City play yeah. Man, uh, Liverpool play Man City. Uh, I believe it's at the Emirates, um, and, and we could be going into that game theoretically. In the lead, in yeah. in uh, ahead in the title, um, our next game is Watford, uh, Man City's away to Burnley, the next Premier League yeah. game. So I mean, likely though, both of those those are going to be wins for, you know, uh, the, the title title leaders. But you never know. Um, I was going to ask Tommy, you have the schedule there. How which which schedule looks more favorable? I don't have it. In front uh, of I you. only have for some reason. I only have up to Man City's next game after okay. that okay. but ours actually after man city we got well we got so villa away and then men villa away which should be a winnable game man united at home that's not that difficult a game liverpool at everton that's an easy three po- liverpool at home to everton easy three points and then at newcastle home to tottenham at southampton uh home to liverpool uh man city i'll have to go to a different site so just bear with me here man city um City. Uh, so Man City have in the Premier League, they have uh, Burnley away, Liverpool home, uh, Wolves away, Brighton home, 
Watford home, Leeds away, mm-hmm. uh, Newcastle home, West Ham away, Villa home. I think it's on, on schedule. It's I think Liverpool have a slightly harder yeah. schedule because we do yeah. play Man United and Tottenham. Yeah. But Man City play West Ham, and West Ham are probably a better team with a capital T than both City and Tottenham. Yeah. So... I, I I I definitely agree, but um, still think like you know, Man United on their freaking day can can show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I, but so this points to that that game on April tenth at the Emirates Stadium. Yeah. Will be monumental. The, the Etihad. The Etihad. The Etihad. Sorry, wrong. Yeah. Uh, wrong airline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, things are gonna be tight and. Um, you know what? Uh, hey, listen. I know it's not good for for our health with the stress, the ups and downs of of being a Liverpool supporter, especially when the title is this close. But you know what? Sometimes you want to see that matchup that says "do it yourself." You know what I mean? So we we shall see, man. We shall see. So Man City still Man City. Give them the respect they deserve. Um, but uh, just to wrap up the the Liverpool Arsenal, I, I think what was big about this win is all the factors. Okay. Um, Liverpool getting close to, to City, you know, potentially that, that game in hand. Arsenal, are they back? They're fighting for top four, playing great. Now it's time to show that if there was a time to take points off of Liverpool, it might be now. So it was really like, I felt like there was a lot of um, uh, questions behind this, a lot of hype behind it. And uh, Liverpool came through and said, no, we are title contenders. We're going to go for it. Yeah. And I think it just showed that Arsenal are potential title contenders of the future. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool are title contenders of the present. Yeah. 100%. Tommy, Kippers, let's move on. Let's move on because we're going to talk Champions League. Let's just wrap up uh, quickly the Champions League because uh, we now know who's going to be in in, uh, Friday morning's draw, the quarterfinals. But first, first, Mr. Champions League, Cristiano Ronaldo is now out with Man United. Tommy, you have the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when things go wrong for Man United. As much as like Atletico is going to be, would be so, would be so annoying because that's never really Liverpool is going to get drawn against Atletico. Either the quarterfinals or semifinals, it's just going to happen. It's, yeah, you know what, Atletico, they're not having a great season, but they somehow are always able to dig deep and grind out these results in the Champions League. And... Yeah, they, you know, they, um, in the second leg, they, um, they went to Old Trafford and they got that, uh, that one nil win and they were able to keep, um, they were able to keep Ronaldo, keep all those other, the fire, the so-called firepower that they have, many United has off the score sheet and yeah, they got the, they I got think, done. I think what was interesting about that game, because I, I watched it, is that Atletico did not play well and they still beat this Man United team. They still beat them. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, Old Black made a bit of a bit of a difference, but it's not. It wasn't that Old Black performance when they beat us a couple of years ago. You know, that was like fucking Old Black showed up. This was just like yeah, Old Black made some saves. Um, but one player that's really come out of of this United team playing much better is Fred. Fred is playing, and I saw this quote, and I, and I don't know who to credit this, but I it's at the top of my head, I don't remember. But they said Fred is playing the way. Pogba was supposed to play this whole time. You know what I mean? So um, it was crazy. But yeah, I, you know, people are saying like, you know, maybe Man United is a shittier team to stay in the competition. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I mean, no, no. 
we are still good enough to we played them in the group stage. We played Atletico in the group stage. Yeah, I mean, so we, we, we did we, we did beat them, them and we tied, right? The second game, I think. Yeah. No, so, we, beat twice. we beat them twice. Beat them twice? Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, because we went undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Or uh, win, uh, six for six, yeah. Yeah. So um from that point of view, yeah, I'm not I'm not scared and keep them in the competition. That being said, it doesn't mean we're gonna draw them. But um, so yeah, United out at all costs. Um anything that will kill this United team confidence. Anything that would, you know, cause them disappointment. <laughs> um, I'm happy with that. You know, I want to see another video of an older man saying, like, I miss my United. You know what I mean? Little, little entitled um, humans. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of fun there. But one thing, side note, one thing I, I, I must bring up is that I'm glad that we're not going to have more Messi-Ronaldo discussions for this Champions League because they're both out and um, nice little segue to tell you how poor PSG is, how bad they are. I think we, we did we speak about it? Yes, we spoke you, you about guys it. Did, you guys did last week. I was, yeah, I was we, about we it. I did. To the pod and yeah, you guys talked about it. But it's terrible. They are the most like unbalanced, disjointed group. Of, they have joke. so many firepower, yeah. iffy defenders and... They're not a team built to win anything apart from God, they're not. Listen, we're not going to spend a lot of time on that because you just said well, it was on the last yeah. part. So let's move on to the next one. But yeah, PSG becomes fucking the laughing stock of the Champions League. Um, just looking quickly at my list, um, I mean, City did what they did. We, we knew that was going to happen. Um, is there any... Oh, yes, let's talk about... Because I'm looking at the list here and the other thing outstanding that's worth talking about is Juventus out. Juventus got beat comfortably today by Villarreal. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, people forget. Yeah, yes, Villarreal, they're not necessarily the most fancied team in um, in uh, in La Liga, but they yep. still qualified last year. In, yep. uh, they out, they finished uh, ahead of a bunch of teams. I think they, they finished ahead of Sevilla, they finished ahead of Valencia, finished ahead of um, Sociedad, Betis, a bunch of really, really good teams. Um, actually, no, sorry, my mistake. They finished seventh, but they... Uh, uh, but they but they won the Europa League. Yeah, they won the Europa. That, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, Tommy. They're, European for Europe, they're always relevant. They're, when they're in the competition, they're always relevant. May that be uh, the the Europa or the Champions League. They always do a little something. So I think, uh, kind of echoing what you're saying, I don't think people give sometimes the respect that that Villarreal deserves. Um, now, as, as obviously we are we are Liverpool supporters. Um, but we also watch a lot of uh, different uh, leagues. And I think we should give La Liga a little respect to say that they have now have three. They have three teams in the competition um, and air quotes in the Farmers League. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, a little, re- little respect for, for La Liga and, um, you know, knocking out the, the best in, oh, our, no, sorry. Because they didn't win it last year, but you know, top top three, a, a, top. a very good team, yes, a, a yes. very good Juventus team, yes, yeah, a very good uh, from from the Serie. Um, so yeah, uh, so just kind of look at uh, the the quarterfinals. Uh, sorry, the the teams in the quarterfinals. We have Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, uh, Real Madrid, um, Atletico Madrid, Villarreal, Bayern Munich, and the big surprise is uh, Benfica, who is. In, in their own way, a very historic and respectful club. I'm I'm glad to see them there. To be honest, Tom. I mean, it was a it was a you know they, it was a, a round of sixteen tie between a historic club in Benfica and a historic club in Ajax. Yeah. So we're just gonna have one like 
one historic club from outside of the top five leagues in the quarterfinals. And yeah, Benfica, I mean, they finished, I believe they finished second in the Premier League last year. Uh, No, they were third last year in the Premier League. Yeah, Sporting won it. Um, Maybe. Or, yes, yeah, they finished third last year, but they're still a good team. Um, they still have a good, uh, still uh, some good players, and so, you know, you know, take them lightly at your peril. Uh, exactly. In the quarterfinals. Exactly. That's exactly. You know, and um, give the give them the respect they deserve. If if they end up getting smashed, then the, you know what? Then then okay, but just be aware that they're they're not pushovers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darwin Nunez is, is a hell of a player. Darwin Nunez is, is a good player. Um, we'll see if he makes a move um, this summer. But one thing you have to I have to admit is that Ajax absolutely dominated them. Oh, I, yeah. Ajax dominated. I mean, them. We're saying this. The reason why that was a surprising result is because Ajax should have beaten them comfortably. Yeah, yeah. So the two-two at um, in in Lisbon, I think. 2-2 in Lisbon, uh, and then the, uh, then they won nothing away in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. If I'm not correct. mistaken. Yeah, that is correct, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Bayern did Bayern things. They, they smashed. So, I mean, as Liverpool supporters, uh, Tommy, um, best case scenario, worst case scenario in the draw on Friday? Um, best case scenario, I'm going to say Benf- no, Villarreal, best case scenario. Uh, worst case scenario, I'm saying Bayern. Yeah, I agree. Um, Tommy, top of your head, I can't remember. There's no, it's just straight draw. There's no limitations. There's nothing. No limitations, right? no. So we could okay. draw an English team, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, despite uh, building up Benfica and giving them the respect, I still think Benfica is the best draw, in, in my opinion. Um, worst draw, hmm. That's a good freaking question. I think I, I, I must echo what you say, uh, Bayern. I think it's Bayern at a close second. Based on performances, I would say Real Madrid. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I don't, I'm not going to say Chelsea or Man City because I'm just, bo- I don't want to see an English on English, to be honest. Yeah. That, just because the yeah, romantic in me, right, Tommy? Yeah, like the, yeah you want to see. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, those big away games against Real, the big teams of, of Europe that's outside of your own country. So yeah. against the Bayern Munich and the Real Madrid and the Atlético Madrid and the Benfica. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, that that's all I have for for the Champions League. Uh, the, again, the drives at eight AM um, Ottawa time. What are we? Uh, Central. What are, what's our time zone? Who fucking knows? Uh, Eastern time. Eastern time. Thank you for our international listeners out there. <laughs> it's eight AM on Friday morning. Um, so, um, that Tommy, anything to add before we wrap this up? I know it's a quick pod. We we. Uh, we wanted to talk about Liverpool and, and the Champions League. I know Spurs won today. Harry Kane scored again, but uh, kind of we're, we're not too concerned with people behind us at the moment when it comes to Liverpool supporters. So uh, anything you want to you wanna plug? Uh, yeah, well, I just want to say, you know, pay attention to the the FA Cup quarterfinals coming up on the weekend. Um, um, I do want to call out Chelsea for their audacity in basis. So, so basically, so so Chelsea are being sanctioned. Their owner Roman Abramovich has, you know, alleged allegedly, I have to say that for legal reasons, mm-hmm. close ties to Vladimir Putin. So yeah. they're being sanctioned. So they're not allowed to sell tickets. So they're due an FA Cup quarterfinal at Middlesbrough. Uh, uh, this weekend, and they said, "What wrote the FA is saying? Well, it's no fair if they can have fans and we can't have our fans." <laughs> and FA, the FA, and Liver- and Middlesbrough told him to get 
to get bent. What was the? <laughs> so oh, but, Tommy, but, but what? the thing is, though, Chelsea still have the tickets, so they can just give the tickets away yeah. for free. They just aren't allowed to make any money off it, so I don't know what they're whining about. Anyways, Tommy, what was the? I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm pretty sure the quote was something along the lines of. For the integrity of the game, sporting integrity, sporting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and the um, I can't paraphrase right now, but the uh, the Middlesbrough chairman absolutely just ripped it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty know, much said it was. If, laughable. if you can, if you can go on the Middlesbrough FC website and find the yeah. official club statement, because it is a thing of beauty. Uh, basically, yeah. um, ripping into Chelsea for that. Um, talk so about disconnection, you know, Tommy. Um, um, pardon me. Talk talk about disconnected from reality. Oh, yeah, exactly. What a statement! Yeah, God. Yeah. On the on the Liverpool front, um, we're playing against um another uh, another historic English team, Nottingham Forest. Yes, I mean there's a long history of sure those two teams, both two historic teams. Um, so we play Nottingham Forest um at the City Ground in Nottingham. So looking forward to that one. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, that's uh, good. The the other two ties are just for the people's Crystal Palace at home to Everton and Southampton hosting Man City. Um, on a North American uh, point of view, a comment. Uh, the MLS is back. Things are up and running. Um, I'm going to have to catch up on that because I have no idea what's going on. But I saw the starting lineup for TFC and I didn't recognize half those players. So I need to kind of read up, brush up on my TFC things. Um, Montreal FC or is it FC Montreal? Montreal. The CF de Montreal. CF de Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Being a bit pretentious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they at least have recognizable players because they get yeah. a bunch of uh, they have they have a lot more Canadian uh, national team players than Toronto do. Um, good, they got Alistair, guys like Alistair Donston, Sam Piet, all these guys. So. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. they're up and running. Right. Victor Wanyama is still with them. No way! Is he really? I haven't heard that name in a while um okay and and then we had the white caps over in the in the west coast um that's as far as i know about the white caps i don't know i don't know a single guy who's there but listen listen like here we like to talk about footy so obviously we'll talk a bit about mls once it gets going and uh kind of read up here and there and uh yeah so i mean as we're nearing the last uh, nine games and uh you know with the champions league uh moving to to the latter stages of competition um, we'll, we'll, we'll start talking about North American stuff. You know what I mean? With, uh, Atletico Ottawa to forming their, their, um, their team, their squad and all that stuff. So, so lots of content to talk over the summer. And one thing I will, uh, comment, uh, from Spain, Barcelona signed a deal with Spotify. They signed Spotify, new camp or new camp Spotify. Yeah. Like that? yeah. Uh, Spotify camp. No. <laughs> so, um, Hey, listen, we can laugh at the, you know, we can laugh at them all I want, but if you watch them play recently, they're playing very good footy. They're very, they are playing shabby style footy. A lot of uh, factors are coming into play and they are, um, they're being competitive. They're, they're not being uh, played off the park or anything like that. And so I have to give credit to shabby and the youth who are stepping up. Um, and you know what, Tommy, it's like, they are picking themselves up from, and that that's commercial as well. You know, you can laugh at them all they want, but how much money are they gonna make off of this? They're gonna make some good coin, right? So, hey, rename the stadium for the first time, I believe. And obviously someone has got the fact check me on it, but I can't remember it being ever called anything else, right? So, um, yeah, money, good deal, and seems clean, right? That's that's what we're talking about nowadays, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah clean, legit money. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, just uh, just to, to end a little bit uh, or comment a bit on Barcelona is that 
they're a similar place to Arsenal in a lot of ways. Is that yes. you know they got a lot of promise, um, and they're you know they're gonna get um, you know I think that they're a good they're in good bet to make the Champions based on their form they'll make the Champions League. Um, they might be able to catch Sevilla for second, but I mean they'll I think they're likely to end up with their, end up third, um, which would be good. You get that Champions League money, get back in the big time where they need to be. Yeah, exactly. And the way they're doing it too, that the style of foot is great. And you know, you have I think they did a good thing going out and getting Obama Yang. Yep. You know what I mean? Like uh, he's he's doing well there. He, he's doing yeah. well. Um there's rumors that he Christensen is also gonna go there because uh he's at a contract this summer uh with uh Chelsea, right? Yeah. So there's a rumor that he's gonna go over there too. Yeah. Um I mean, I've even heard um Rudiger might be interested. He's mm-hmm. at a contract at yeah. Chelsea and any contract with Chelsea is now up in the air. Yeah, true. True. That's uh oh, I'm digging that thing. Well, that'd be crazy. Yeah. That, that's almost a we'll almost need a part on its own just to discuss um what's going on there. But yeah. Absolutely. Tommy, good way to wrap it up. Um, so yeah, guys, watch as much footy as you want. But again, uh, if anyone's ever interested coming on our little humble pod, we are more than welcome to accept you kippers. In the meantime, Tommy, it's always a pleasure. I'm glad we threw this together after a great uh, Liverpool win. And uh, listen, we'll, we'll touch base on the weekend. Yeah, uh, always a pleasure. Take care, everyone.